Hello, with the Sticky Bum Boys, I'm a winner. And I was robbed. Welcome back to the podcast and to the final episode of The Traitors US. And what a final it is. We have absolutely loved this show. And the good news is, there's going to be a season two of both the UK and the US versions of Traitors. And even better news is that we're posting a review of the US Traitors reunion episode over on our OnlyFans this week. So if you want to get your hands on that, just pop over to patreon.com forward stroke Sticky Bum Boys. And remember that from next week, we are going back to episode one, season one of the Great British Bake Off, back where it all began. We're getting ahead of ourselves though. Should we dive right into the final? Go on then, since you asked so nicely. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Michael. David. The final. The most important episode of the whole series. It's normally not the most favourite episode of the whole series. Normally the final of any show. Not asked. Yeah, it's a bit damp. Well, uh, that's... And I love to be asked. (laughs) Ray obviously knew that then because I had cat paralysis on this one. Ray kept on coming and sitting on my knee and then lying on my arm. And I've realised that did affect my note taking slightly. Sure. Well, don't just worry about it too much. This is a longer episode of Traitors, by the way. It's a longer episode by about 10 minutes. But the whole first five minutes of this episode were the last five minutes of last week's episode. So there was no point in that. Yes. And what we now know happens that basically christian went yeah four votes to christian so both andy and siri voted for christian um which was obvious yeah it was a nice bit where siri talks about the ring of truth <laughs> as if this is a thing <laughs> what would you what would you say your ring of truth was <laughs> my ring of truth is very lovely actually quite tight apparently yes exactly um kate, <laughs> kate is also kate is also lovely and nice because siri talks about it and you don't know where she's going to go with that you don't know whether she's then going to be saying and you're not trustworthy. Mm. And you can see Christian kind of like nervously mm. flinching. And then it's like, yes, he she's knew. going with Kate. He knew. Quentin, though, was completely gobsmacked that Christian was a traitor. Yeah. Like, com- he always votes wrong. Yeah. Every week votes wrong. But he was properly shocked. Yeah. And bless Christian, actually. When he started crying in the, in the diary room, like I kind of felt really sad for him then. And because the thing is with this program, there's a lot of tension and people get very angry when he's voted out he is so positive and lovely the way he goes out and it's just like respect you all well done you're all playing a great game and then goes off so he's actually yeah, but then nice. i was also sort of like then that annoyed me sort of i don't know why i was like you wanted him to be like cody i wanted it to matter to him I wanted it to matter but then in the diary room it did matter clearly and like yeah he, he looked genuinely properly upset like it looked like it had been really weighing on him maybe it was just like relief yeah then kate says he's such a good actor what's she been watching <laughs> 
He's not a good actor. I really hope they all got therapy after this because Christ alive, it's a lot. And then they got to have a relaxing drink outside while they played the bagpipes. <laughs> the most relaxing of musics. Uh, screw Enya. We don't need Enya, do you? We just need a, the Highland Fling. So we've got our final five. We've got a final five and there's no murder tonight. Oh, yes. So yeah. the, the, the last murder was Stephanie. She was the last one to be murdered. So are you surprised by this final five? Would you, at the start of the show, hmm. go way back? Do you think that this would be the five that you'd be thinking of? Well, I only knew some of their names. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten the blonde one's name already. Andrew, no, not Andrea. Angelica. 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 Uh, don't Angelica. remember Angelica. I thought Siri was going to be there 100%. I, I thought Quentin was going to be there 100%. I thought Siri, Quentin, I think I said Quentin. I'd have said Cody and I would have said Kate and Brandy probably. I was surprised that Kate lasted as long as she did. I just kind of thought just because this game is when you're kind of big and confident at the start, often you kind of fall away. I definitely thought Quentin and oh, actually right from the start as well I did think someone like Andy someone quiet would get through to the final I don't think Andy spoke for the first four weeks no that's true it was a very strange way they did the series as well because of the whole celebs and civilians side like the celebs have dominated and I don't think we've seen so much of the civilians really like I know Andy and Quentin are still there but like realistically they they didn't get as much airtime to start with whereas no. Kate and Siri and the Stephanies and the Rachels have had all the airtime the entire way through if we're talking about surprises I am actually surprised with Ari because in the very first episode I think apparently he was a bit nasty in The Bachelor mm. or whatever he was in I thought people were going to go after him and he's really sailed through but it's interesting because in the in diary no they went to the turret they went to the turret to kind of just like decompress a bit and Siri completely does not trust Ari and Ari completely trusts Siri yes, um, yeah. which is interesting I'm not quite sure where that vibe has come from I mean this seems to be the theme of the whole series though that everyone trusts Siri and Siri actually doesn't Siri trust any of them the yeah exactly so breakfast then Quentin is in danger like you in danger girl like you've been voting the wrong person every single week and they've all spotted it yeah so Quentin seems to be in danger but Andy is the one person that's certain that he isn't and this is where we really see Andy's power because they are powerful in this game. I think when you become a trusted character, then whatever you say, people like trust it. And like, like in a way you kind of have a final say. And Andy seems to be this person that tends to have the final say of things. They'll be like discussing things and Andy will say something. It's like, oh yes, let's go with that. Yeah. And then the task. The task, the mission. Awful. This one. <laughs> I was so lost. I hated it. It's very style over substance. Like they were in a boat and they were traveling around on the boat to different locations to get money. But and then some of them were jumping out of a helicopter for no real reason to find a key for a map for the boat. I got bored. I started doing grocery shopping online. I have to say, I was very confused. Like you say, apart from anything else, it was in so many sections and people kept on saying buoy instead of a boy. A buoy. <laughs> What's a buoy? There's no way you can get the word it's like buoy a from... It's like a segue, isn't it? Mm, yeah, kind of. <laughs> it's a boy. Anyway. I also hated that they were like, oh, well, you can just win all the money now. Yes, was like, that's what... what... Was the so basically, this challenge, they were able to win back all the money they lost, plus top it up to 250 million no well how much did we say it was last week 25 million dollars 25 million dollars they could top it up and i was like well what was the point of all the previous tasks and this basically from this one challenge was the entire winnings basically of the uk traitors that's true that's it true but then seem fair. the us gets taxed don't they yeah they they'll do be don't they i don't know what the tax will be but they'll get a lot less money than the actual money i only learned that recently that when they get like the lottery if they win 10 million they only get like half of it whereas in the uk you get the full amount you get the whole amount yeah yeah hmm. so 
It's maybe not that much money, but it's definitely not 25 million. So basically it was one of these ones. There was, yeah, there was helicopters that they had to jump out. I think Kate did very well with that because she was never going to drown with those lips. They were going to keep her afloat. <laughs> and then they went speeding around on speedboats and there was, it all just felt a little bit disjointed, but it looked like they were having fun. They seemed to really enjoy this yeah, one. But I don't want to watch them having fun on a boat. No. I mean, that's what I watched Kate's show for, Below Deck. That's what that one's all about. <laughs> Honestly, it didn't really feel like there was any other outcome other than them winning. They were always yes. going to win this task. And like, jumping out of the helicopter, the helicopter is like hovering a centimetre above the lake. So it wasn't <laughs> that dramatic to jump out of, yeah. really. I did love that Kate did it, but this task, I didn't care enough. I wanted to get to the meat. And the meat was great when we got there. Yeah. Um, classic me. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to the meat. So let's get to the meat, Michael. Thank God for that. We went back to the castle. And now this is quite, I find, because basically throughout the program, there's always been these times where everyone is sitting down and chatting and discussing what's happening. It's very difficult when there's five people. Yeah, yeah. They move quite quickly towards the round table, but it seems like it's definitely going to be either Quentin or Kate that get banished, really. And because it's five, it's going to be very close regardless what happens. In the round table, it feels like they're very much directing themselves towards Kate. Like it doesn't feel really like anyone's trying for Quentin, particularly. One of the tough things here I found with there's five people, there's a round table, the tough position for the traitors is that they need to get one of each other off because... Thank you, pardon? <laughs> for, many re- for many reasons they need to. They've been but, in that castle for a long time. <laughs> but they do need to get each other off. Because... Stop saying get each other off. <laughs> just say eliminate each well, other. Well, they just need to get one of, it, one of them off because... It doesn't matter which one gets off as long as someone gets off. Yeah. Well, because... No, but it has to be a traitor because... A traitor The has faithful to get who are sitting there, they know there's at least one traitor left. They know that. Mm-hmm. They're not sitting there thinking all five people left are faithful. So if... That's a good point. They get rid of someone of and they're not a traitor, mm. then everyone is going to say, well, let's vote. Because at this point, basically we've not said at this point... They're going to get someone off at the round table, but then... <laughs> in front of everybody else. In front of everybody. In front of all those cameras. What will Alan say? Yeah. Alan will love it. Alan would love that. And then they basically get the option to keep on voting until they've decided as a group, okay, we're the final ones. We're not going to vote anyone else off anymore. Mm. So they need to get rid of a trade. I hadn't thought about that, but like, I guess this is the way to whittle it down further for the moment. I don't think the traitors are really thinking about that yet. The traitors, I think they're so used to in round tables trying to protect themselves. They're just like, we need to protect ourselves and then we'll deal with what they call the fire of truth. Yeah, and like you say, it kind of is Quentin or Kate, seemingly. And I feel like Kate knows. For this whole whole episode, it feels like Kate's doing like a like her victory lap even though she hasn't yeah. won she's just like i'm i know i'm going home i'm gonna revel in this and then when she's banished she's banished very magnanimously like she's like good game this has been fun thanks so much see you all soon the end it's, it's quite a nice exit for her and all the rest of them even seemingly say like as they're voting they're just like well i'm coming for you kate it's kind of like we've just got to try it now we've been talking about it for the whole series <laughs> it just for me it feels more about numbers it's not really about kate's character it's more about whittling down numbers yeah and it feels like they don't really think kate deserves to win which is probably fair considering her behavior but it's done nicely it's just like you don't deserve to win we're gonna get rid of you regardless whether you're a traitor or not and they just and that just happens and it's and it's fine although the one shift is that ari thought sari was gonna vote with him for quentin yes and she doesn't and that really like throws him off i think do you think that's deliberate because at this stage it didn't really matter who siri went for is that a message from siri saying we're not as tight as you think we are i think siri has stopped thinking about ari completely like i think she's just not interested in his existence anymore i think she's seized the money and she's like 
well, you see in the Fire of Truth that she's very not. It's interesting, the Fire of Truth. Like, they all have two powders. One powder will turn the fire green. One powder will turn the fire red. And they have to decide which powder to give to Alan. And then Alan will throw these powders into the fire. And if the fire burns green for every single powder that's thrown into it, they will carry on playing the game. If the fire burns red, for whatever reason, that means one of them has chosen not to continue, they will have to keep voting until someone's eliminated. Yeah. So... Basically, the game will only end when they all decide it ends and they've just added fire and powder for it for no reason. But Siri is the one who wants the game to continue. Yeah. So all the others vote for it to be over and Siri says, no, there's still a traitor here. Which I'm still really confused about because surely the faithfuls out there know there's still one more traitor there. Why are they thinking that there's no traitors? They've only seen two go. Do you know what? Again, that's a really good point. God, you're very clever today, aren't you? Andy just basically says... I trust these people here. I kind of want to share it with these people. But that just, that's not the point of the game. Yeah, I think they're thinking about their relationships with these people at this point. They're not thinking about the game necessarily, because you're right. Like, there should be still one traitor there, surely, because Stephanie was murdered. Oh, no, Stephanie was murdered, then they caught Christian. Yeah. So do they think they've found everybody? Yeah. And therefore getting rid of Kate was to get rid of numbers and they think everyone there is a faithful. Perhaps that's what they think. And also there's a lot of tension and you the whole time you're... Your mind's going back and forth, questioning things. You probably get a little bit lost in all that. So when they go... Dramatic that Siri, though, the traitor, is the one who's like, no, we carry on. Because if Siri had said yes, then they would split the $25 million. (laughs) They'd split the $250,000 between one, two, three, five people, four people. No, 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 no. They wouldn't have done it. If if Siri had said green at that point, it would have just been Siri and Ari that got the money. Basically, any time there's any traitors left, it just goes to the traitors. Oh, yes, sure. So she's basically saying... I want it off. I don't want Ari to have the money. <laughs> yeah. And her reasoning is that he doesn't deserve it because he hasn't had to go through what she's gone through. But I yeah. don't necessarily agree with that. Because I don't think that's the reason. I think the reason is she's playing the game very cleverly. And just, she's just thinking. Just say you're greedy. I'm going to be able to. Yeah, I'm going to be able to get it. But then this is so one big. I was about to say she's a greedy bottom, but Siri is definitely a top. <laughs> she's definitely a top. hundred percent a top. The one thing I think this game kind of like this is now showing the elements of it to do with the celebs that don't really work very well is Siri says that. So then we're left with the four having to vote again. And Ari basically falls on his sword and says, okay, vote me out. Yeah. I mean, yes, he knows that Andy and Quentin are going to stick with Siri here and go for him, but he still says that. And one of the reasons he but, says is that, oh, these people need money more than me. I've got a good business. I've got a lot of money. You need people on there who are hungry for the money. Like in the UK one, they were all desperate for the money. But Siri is hungry for the money. I just don't agree with her reasoning. I'm like, if you want to steal the money, steal the money, great. But like her reasoning that she gives is that he's not gone through enough. And I'm like, well, as a faithful, you go to bed every night not knowing if you're carrying on playing. Like, yes, it's different tension, but the tension is still absolutely there. And he's still played a game. Like, yes, there were, there were twists and turns that took him in different directions. And yes, perhaps it was produced a bit in certain areas. But like, I don't think that's a fair reason, personally. Yeah. And I mean, just say you want it, if you want it. So Ari goes. <laughs> in, in all <laughs> areas of life. And Ari goes and we're left with Andy. But Quentin. when Ari goes, did he pick up the clues that he left? So he kept saying, good luck, good luck to everybody. And he wouldn't be wishing them good luck if they've won. Yes. He would be saying congratulations. But then also Siri even says this, because then Siri, when she hugs Andy she says I love you Andy just know that why would you be saying that if you thought the next step is going to be the most exciting brilliant thing ever you'd say that to someone if you're trying to say like please don't judge me it's amazing though even though all these clues are being dropped the emotion of the moment has swept Andy and Quentin up and they 
they all vote to stop. Every single person votes to stop. Yeah. And Siri then is the traitor. So and she, she says, gets to I'm keep a faithful it. at heart, but I'm a traitor in this game. And Andy's face. Andy is just because Quentin looks shocked. Andy is destroyed. I really hope the TV production company give them some counseling because this looks like it. It has destroyed them. traumatic. Like it's, I'm getting goosebumps even thinking about it. It was so tense. I couldn't believe it. Like my yeah. heart was pounding and like you could see the guilt in Siri's face as well. Like it was just, oh, <laughs> and then it just suddenly ends. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good ending. One question. Did anyone ever vote for Siri in anything during no. this whole thing? No, she got all the way through. No, wow. no votes at the round table ever. Wow. I mean, her name was brought up once, I think, by Stephanie um, but it was weird, like, uh, there's this massive emotional thing. Andy and Quentin get sent away. Alan's like, Siri, you've won. And she's like, oh my God, I've won. And then it just stops. They don't even have any bagpipes. There was no, no bagpipes, no relaxing bagpipe music. No. <laughs> yeah, it was quite, not even a popping of champagne or anything like that. And like, no, like, where are they now? Like, it just kind of just stopped. What I wanted is, you know, in, is it, was it Count Ducula? The cartoon where the guy... Count what? Count Ducula, the guy flies off in his castle, flies off into a big pool of from gold. The past? Yeah, it's a cartoon. I wanted Siri to be was like... Was it black and white? No, it's not black and was white. Was it cave etchings? Basically, everyone, everyone <laughs> that knows, everyone that listens to this knows exactly what I'm talking about. Everyone. Everyone. Producer Alex, do you know what Count Duckula is? <laughs> Never heard of it. There you go. Not everyone. I'm going to find a thing. Anyway, this duck in his castle jumps off into this like sea of gold and like starts throwing up everywhere. I wanted Siri to do that. Throwing up everywhere? No, throwing it up everywhere. Oh, right. Yeah, the gold <laughs> coins. In, turns out he's allergic and he dies. Yeah. <laughs> because it's just like, oh, like, oh, having raining down dollars. Like, dollars. something. Something to be like, yeah. fireworks, Especially anything. after that massive emotional climax. We all love an emotional <laughs> climax. There was nothing. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, the moment after the climax is always very disappointing. What a dramatic episode. Siri absolutely deserved that win, but it did come at a bit of a cost, didn't it? Well, I'd have definitely done the same. What? Stolen a win for someone more deserving? Sounds about right. <laughs> Behave, Michael. Right. Shall we go on to this week's taste test? <laughs> no swerve. Yes, this one comes from Oliver. He wants to know our thoughts on fish fingers with custard. I don't think we need long to think about this one. 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Are your buns drying out? I beg your pardon? I mean, could your buns be kept stickier? The eternal question. I suppose the answer is yes. Well, I'm here to help. I thought you were married. Behave. If you'd like extra helpings of Sticky Bun Boys each and every week, all you have to do is join our OnlyFans. Each week you get an ad-free version of our podcast, as well as bonus bits, including recipes and access to our own little community of soggy bottoms. And all it costs is the price of a coffee each month. Check us out at patreon.com forward stroke Sticky Bun Boys! Exclamation mark. This is the worst taste test yet, I think. I think, so there was a Doctor Who series, like, years ago. Matt Smith and, um, she's not called Amy Pond. She's the one who plays the blue one in Guardians of the Galaxy, Nebula. Mm. Uh, don't tell me, Alice got his finger up, I'm guessing. I've never seen Doctor Who. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Amy Pond. No, Karen. You just said Amy Pond. Karen Fisher. Karen. Karen Fishfinger. Karen Fishfinger. <laughs> What's her actual name? Karen Gillan, but we're going to call her Karen Fishfinger. But basically in that series, he comes like, he regenerates and he's like, oh, I need to eat something. I'll have fish fingers and custard. And I reckon he's seen that or uh. this person has seen that and they've decided that's what they want to eat. Did your, but, stu- did your stomach just rumble? A little bit, yeah. Thinking about fish fingers a and custard? Bit. No, thinking about, the problem for me now is I love a fish finger sandwich, loads of tomato ketchup. I love that. And now this is spoiled. really into tartar 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 sauce. Tartar sauce. Oh, isn't that lovely? Fish fingers, tartar sauce, tomato ketchup, and white bread. Oh, Amazing. You want to get a big flowery bap. Oh, yes. Smother it in butter, grease it right up, put your fish fingers in there, a bit of tartar sauce, close it again, squidge. Sorry, listeners, we come to this point often when we're recording where we're both absolutely starving <laughs> and all we can think about is food. <laughs> but I don't want to dip a fish finger in custard. No, thank you. And we both love custards. We both it. love. I just don't think it's. I can't think of a world in which that's nice. Wait, who is this person that sent this in? I'm calling the police right now. (laughs) Oliver. (laughs) One second while we call the police. Our first email is from Anon, who says, let's dive right in. I am a 20-something queer man-ish who is looking for some dating advice. Approximately half a year post-breakup of a disastrous but fun and educational year-and-a-half-long relationship with a friend who who I'd had a crush on for years before we started dating, I am somewhat ready to dip my toes back into the dating waters, though I must admit it sounds exhausting. It is. (laughs) (laughs) One may say it is a ride you just have to go on. It is not necessarily all sunshine and rainbows all the time, but overall the good will outweigh the bad, right? Well, as a transmasculine person who does not drink alcohol and is just happy to go on runs, knit and read a book in the comfort of my own spaces, I'm scared of the idea I have of mainstream gay dating life. I fear to be rejected on the basis of my body, whether before someone's even met me, for example on a dating app or site, or in real life, and I feel absolutely no desire to mingle in crowded spaces filled with sweaty drunk people. Is the idea that the gay dating scene is phallically minded correct, or is the transphobia not as rampant as I might fear? And do you think there are gay gathering spaces that are not nightlife oriented? 
Any advice would be greatly appreciated. A Dutchman with a Welsh name who will always argue that frozen bread is wonderful and refuses to take any questions on that belief. Do you know weird? Do you know what? Let's start on the frozen bread. What's happening there? Well, sorry, lovely message. (laughs) Lots to talk about, but the bread. (laughs) So I have peanut butter sandwiches every single day, no matter what. And when I work in my clinic, I make a peanut butter sandwich with frozen bread from the freezer because I freeze my sourdough in slices. Yeah. And I put it in my pocket. I get to work. And by the time I get to work, it's usually defrosted. That's breakfast. I do that. But one day I got really hungry and ate it on the train and it was still frozen. I actually really liked it. I think that gives me the ick a bit. Try it. Try it. I do, I, I, I'm going to show you right now. I'm not going to do that. Right, I'm going to bring one next I time. I freeze my... You say that every time and you never do. So <laughs> thankfully you'll probably forget. Um, I, I, I slice my sourdough and freeze it. And then I just like bring it out of the freezer and I'll defrost it or I'll toast it or whatever. Because sourdough can kind of survive that. But I don't want to eat frozen bread. Yeah, I would never have thought it was nice but i was eating it and i got to the middle and it was still frozen i was like that's actually quite nice well, i would never have thought it and i still don't think it so they want advice about dating really and how to get back into dating <sighs> it is a really tough one the thing that they talk about which i really agree with is this whole thing of if you're using dating apps and sites and things now it's very hard for it not to be all about looks and appearances straight away it's a swipe and so it is really hard. But isn't that the same as when you're in a, in a dating space? If you're in a bar or something, it's also about first sight. And no. the swipe is just like a yes or a no. I disagree because I think in a bar, it might be for the first person, like for sometimes you looking at someone and think I'm going to speak to them. But you also might be stood next to someone in the bar and you start chatting and then you just have a conversation. So then it's like, yes, there's going to be an element of yeah. the appearance, but you're also going to straight away get like, because I love it when someone's like funny and got some kind of like quirky comedy going on in your first conversation yeah. that's going to be very attractive yeah i i think on a like especially i've been on a couple of disastrous dates but like the the dates that i've enjoyed are the dates where there's like a spark and there's like a bit of flirting and a bit of chat and a bit of something like that i think there are definitely spaces that aren't in crowded and filled with sweaty drunk people like there's various different clubs and societies and things like that you can join like if you like sports like running you said to like running there's various running clubs i mean this person doesn't drink much alcohol and likes to run, knitting and reading a book. That's me. That is you. But we don't like to run at the moment because of the marathon, Actually, which is yeah, no, not ruining me. that. Um, and I would also say, I don't think it's particularly phallically minded. It's not all about, it's not all about sex. I guess no. there's like the cruising apps and things like that. But like, I think people talk and it's often what people talk about, but I don't think people really, I think people are looking for connection. And like you say, I know for when I was looking, there was like a gay ramblers thing because I like going hiking and it was a really, really nice group. And there's gay cycling should be some bicycling as well thank but you the, i found a gay cycling club as well so london i know if you spend the time to look there are places and also if you're in a place this is the thing that's nice to be in a place where it's quite queer because if you're in london if you just go to classes of certain things you're probably likely to find, find gays. people yeah you always talk about spaces but i think you're right about the places where you are there are places that have more gay people in them i would also say and i don't know this necessarily from my experience but i don't think from my circles the transphobia is that rampant in the dating no. scene like no. especially looking at things like hinge and things like that people can de- identify as queer or anything like that and if you put your pronouns in as they them or he they or whatever it is they will show you a variety of different people who use those pronouns regardless of their sex as it were but i hope it all goes well for you and please stop eating bread that's disgusting like that um the next person is david oh did you write in i've seen that you're both running the marathon incredible stuff yeah oh, i did write that it is incredible <laughs> and just wondered how you're both getting on with it any advice for someone looking to get into running first piece of advice 
Don't do a marathon. <laughs> yeah. I used to enjoy running when I just did 5Ks and like 10K was a long run for me. Mm. I've not enjoyed it as much with a marathon. It has, it's feeling like it's like something I'm doing. It's an accomplishment. But I think if you're going to get into running, don't push it. Don't go for times. Don't go for sentences. Just kind of enjoy it. One thing that both Michael and I like doing when we're doing shorter runs is listening to podcasts. Yeah. Like keep it interesting. I have to say marathon training, I'm I'm loathing it. I'm really finding it really difficult, like mentally and physically. It's just really hard and you're exhausted all the time and you're hungry all the time. It's really difficult. And we've got, at time of recording, we've got about two or three weeks left before the marathon itself. But like these last couple of weeks of long runs have just been soul destroying. Yeah. So again, I would say in terms of advice for people trying to get into running, one of the nice things I like about running is if I go to the gym, it takes me time to get ready, walk to the gym, all this kind of stuff. Doing a 5K straight from your door is a yeah. quick thing. Marathon training, it starts getting very long. Like the long runs are getting up to three three hours, four hours at this point, which is just exhausting to be able to do in a day and yeah. then continue with your life afterwards. Ugh. Now, one tip I would give, I found it much nicer when I bought kind of proper kits because I used to run in things where I'd be like, oh, I've just got these shots from a charity shop and I've got these trainers from the, the cheapest ones I could find and they're not very nice. And now wearing nice things... I mean, my partner does work for certain sports wear apparel brand. So please just shop with them. No, like it's just nice having things that like are comfortable while you're doing it. I think I would agree. And advice for getting into running, I would say don't think of it as actually running. Like you're not running, you're jogging. It is just a jog. But apparently we can't say jogging anymore because that's what it said in the 60s. But you're not running fast. It's just a jog. And also if you're just getting into it, run a bit, walk a bit, run a bit, walk a bit until you feel you can run the whole way. Because I, when I started running about oh, six years ago, I thought I had to run the whole time and I couldn't do it. And it was really disheartening, but actually doing the run, walk, run, walk thing really helped. Yeah. And I would say we're being a bit downery because we're struggling with our marathon training, <laughs> yeah. but endorphins wise, a run slash walk is really good. It's really great. Next person is Matthew who says, help. I can't seem to make my meringue stiff. It never quite stands up to attention like it should. It's always a little softer than it should be. And it sort of flops over a bit. What should I do? I mean, they know what they were saying, <laughs> they? didn't they? They knew exactly what they were saying. So how would you get something that's just a bit softer than it should, that's flopping over? How would you make that stiffer, David? Just tantalize it. Tantalizing meringue. What would you tantalize it with? See, I I used to have this problem with meringues. Go slow. Right. Slow to start. Yeah, slow to start. I think sometimes people go too fast, both with the actual whisking and the adding the sugar. So what I do is I like to start nice and slowly, kind of prepare it, prepare the ground. Um, and Michael was doing a nice little action there. Yeah, just, just you can imagine what I was doing with my hands there. You start off slowly, slow but steady, and you slowly start to crank up that pace until you are beating the living shit out of it at the end, and that'll make it nice and stiff for you. You're welcome. <laughs> Next person, Meg. I, 22 and a lesbian, have been talking to somebody I really like who I met on Twitter for nearly two years. We've met up twice in that time and genuinely both times have been incredible and I felt like we got on really well and I loved her company so fucking much. We live on opposite sides of the country and are both a little bit mentally ill in a fun way, though, <laughs> but pretty inconsistent in texting back and following through with plans, etc. We're planning on meeting up again soon. But my question is, at what point do I give up and move on? Or do I give in and like dedicate more time to making an effort and traveling to see her? I haven't been speaking to anybody else and I struggle with dating apps because of the nagging voice at the back of my head, imagining that I might already have what I'm looking for if I just did a little bit more about it. Let me know your thoughts. And also, yes, I do feel like the polar opposite of the lesbian cliche where I wait for two years before a third date instead of moving in on the second. All my love, Meg. 
it's so funny with the lesbian cliche because I had some lesbian friends and they were exactly like that. It was like after the date two, they were talking about going on holiday together and moving in together. It's like, wow. I mean, one of our friends recently got into a lesbian relationship and then we're already talking about moving in together and it's been like two months. Yeah. It's not been two months, it's been less than that. More than that. More than that. <laughs> in two days. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a broken record, but I'm just like, talk to this person. Talk to them. And also with this, I think people are always thinking that they're looking for this specific relationship like amazing sex moving in together all that kind of stuff if she's enjoying just having a more distance relationship the idea of this person being more than probably what they actually are what's wrong with that just enjoy a bit longer yeah why not live in that fantasy <laughs> live in that fantasy <laughs> but also have a conversation like if you want to dedicate more effort to it then do that and if you want to see them more then do that too if you can yeah and the thing about people saying they haven't got time i've done this before it's like when people say i haven't got time to read everyone's got time it's just what you choose to do with your time exactly if you're not texting back you're not doing things enough you're not making the time for it and also if you've not been speaking to somebody else or anybody else because of that nagging voice saying should i dedicate more time to it try dedicating more time to it if it works great and if it doesn't then that nagging voice should go away because you've done that thing do you know what i mean there you are. God, we're so good at fixing these problems. Yeah, we're such good, good at advice. Just, I'm the best bit of advice. Don't run a marathon. There we are. Your classic faggoty aunts here to help you at all times. That's the end of Traitors, but we're not going anywhere. Yes, if you would like to hear our bonus Traitors Reunion episode or any other bonus content like extra episodes, Q&As, recipes, or even if you just want to help keep the lights on, then just join us on our OnlyFans over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. We'll also be uploading a Meet the Bakers episode on there for our next TV watch long, the long lost series of the first Bake Off. The first episode of the first season of the Great British Bake Off. Very exciting, isn't it? Now, it's a perfect time to keep sending in those baking and bake-off questions your taste tests and all those cracking stories that we love so much just email them to stickybunboys at gmail.com or send us a message on the socials at stickybunboys and we'll see you next time until then keep them sticky you better do ready for the boring bit let's go the sticky bun boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with love productions the great british bake-off or any of its subsidiaries all views and opinions are our own the great british bake-off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders very professional david in one breath (laughs) we're all just having a bit of fun aren't we (laughs) hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.